Okay, well, here we are again. It's Friday, the 20th of November, as I record this. And I want to say a word or two about China. I am <laughs> declaring war on China, personally. As you know, most of you know, anyway, I work with the Next Century Foundation. We would always be very respectful with regard to everybody. Everybody. I mean, I hate the word regime. I won't have it said in a Next Century Foundation meeting. It's usually used disparage others. I find it, it annoys me intensely. I hate when people are disrespectful. They say hafta or, you know, instead of general hafta or they, I don't like that kind of thing. I think people should be respectful towards, even towards their enemies. And overall, we try and be, in that sense at least, non-judgmental. I mean, non-judgmental, what's the old adage? Condemn the sin, but not the sinner in that sense, up to a point. But there was a time uh, when the world was faced with Daesh and ISIS, if you like to call it by its Western name, and it was a pariah. It was cruel. It was vicious. It was, it was extraordinary. And now the world is faced with China. And there are exceptions. China has prison camps, prison camps, concentration camps, 75 years after the end of the Holocaust. And the world turns it back on the whole situation and just ignores it, makes pretty words and so on. It came into focus, actually. We've been doing a few meetings on China at the Next Century Foundation, and we have been hacked mercilessly. As I speak, I mean, if I look at this computer overnight, every few moments, there have been attempts to breach our remote access shield, and they've been blocked and blocked and blocked by our software from the same IP address. But I know it's China because when they have got through, they have removed emails from our email accounts on that relate to China or removed files from our filing system in the computer that relate to China. It can't be more obvious, can it? They've also done other damage. We deal with this on a daily basis because we held a meeting on China to which we invited some Hong Kong human rights activists and they attended. I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable, this repressive state, and the world turns it back. Muslim nations do nothing with regard to China. But it's time for that to change. I mean, we have to treat China like we treated Daesh. It is a pariah state and will remain so as long as it keeps these concentration camps going. China has continued to build internment camps in Xinjiang region. I mean, these call them education camps. We used to think there were about a million Uyghurs and Kazakhs. We forget the Kazakhs detained in concentration camps. Now it's about to about 1.5 million. And many of these camps are being located near factory complexes. You know some of the Western companies involved, and they should be named and shamed. 20% of the production of cotton in the world now comes from the Uyghur region. You know, they're being kept busy, this slave labor. In Xinjiang, where the Uyghur come from, and the... Uh, and many of the Kazakhs, they have heavy state surveillance, they monitor mobile phones. Well, that happens in, actually, that happens in a number of countries in the world. Not blaming the Chinese for that. But they're employing other technologies that Britain is using, facial recognition, biometric data, artificial intelligence. I'm not blaming the Chinese for that. Our own state 
does that kind of thing. But they're using, even using some of this stuff to monitor Uyghurs outside China. Where I blame the Chinese is that they use this data to threaten families who are seen to engage or whose relatives are seen to engage in anti-China or poor Uyghur activities. Now, I understand the, the paranoia of the Chinese. They have felt on the receiving end of the world's uh, exploitation over a century. I understand their paranoia. But come on, there are ways of reacting. There are measures to re being taken to reduce the birth rate of Uyghurs in Xinjiang through the implantation of, what do they call them, intrauterine contraceptive devices, IUDs, into women's wombs, which can only be surgically removed. And they're using forced sterilization. Uh, there's also abortions are used uh, on, a, on a major scale. Now, you could say, oh, no, 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 this is just, it is not just nothing. Birth rates have plummeted in the regions of Hotan and Kashgar more than 60% from 2015 to, 20, to 2018 and have fallen and fell another 24% last year. Elsewhere in China, yes, birth rates are down, but by 4.2%. So it is extraordinary. Xinjiang, approximately 80% of new IUD uh, intrauterine device placements take place in Xinjiang. <laughs> that represents only 2% of the Chinese population. So these are China's own figures. So you can see what's going on, can't you? I mean, it's horrible what's going on. Concentration camps. I mean, the, the pretentious, the horrible reaction of the Chinese to criticism. The Chinese ambassador to the UN uh, a couple of months ago saying, I can't breathe in reference, uh, you know, quoting George Floyd's final words in reference and response to the United States stance on China in regard to mistreatment of the Uyghurs. What a foul thing to say. China is, has got a lot to answer for, a great deal to answer for at the moment. And then Hong Kong. I mean, okay, uh, it's not the same, of course. It's not the same level of thing. But you would think somebody cared about Hong Kong because uh, Britain is historically has some responsibility. But do we give a damn? No. We mouth pathetic words. The national security law was passed in China on June 30th, 2020, a law which criminalizes secession, subversion, terrorism, and collusion. You know, treating it all as if it were the same. You know, secession, breaking away from another country subversion undermining the government terrorism violence collusion collusion with a foreign power they mean beijing has never had powers to shape life in hong kong from 11th of november 2020 peking gave the hong kong government new powers to remove lawmakers who do not show clear loyalty to china from office okay you got that to to sack to remove uh, members elected, democratic elected members of the National Assembly. So immediately this happened. The Hong Kong officials, Carrie Lam and her gang, threw out four pro-democracy lawmakers, Dennis Kwok, Kwok Kaki, Kenneth Lung, and Alvin Young. Four of them were chucked out. Unfortunately, major error, boys and girls, in solidarity, the remaining 15 dem democratically elected pro-democracy lawmakers also stepped down. We didn't need to give the Chinese that win. We should have just stayed there until they were 
chucked out and and made their stand in in the assembly i think but you know how it is people get passionate and yeah so they left there's nobody pro-democracy in the hong kong well i suppose there's some decent people left but for goodness sake and this uh in a in a situation where the hong kong legislative elections have been postponed for a year because of coronavirus. They were due in September and they've been postponed for a year. Well, you can't blame them for that. We've done the same in the UK. I mean, elections have been postponed everywhere, except the United States of America, of course. They went ahead. But but it means that China's in a position to get away with things again. Now, we cannot and must not tolerate this. Now, what action should we take as individuals? Because our governments are cowards. Our governments are weak. The government of the United States of America is not taking a strong enough stand. You may think it is not good enough. And the government of the United Kingdom is pathetic, just words. And the uh, governments of the Islamic states, when a million Muslims are in prison camps, a million and a half, are a disgrace. They should hang their heads low in shame. Governments of Kuwait and Palestine. Palestine sent out a statement praising China for the way it dealt with the subversives in Weijing. What do you think you're doing? It's an obscenity. Sorry, I think it's so wrong. I cannot believe that the Muslim world is like this. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe that the Muslim world is like this. So what can we do? Well, one of the things we can do is try and boycott Chinese goods. Very difficult to do in which in a world in which organizations like Amazon dominate sales and they don't put countries of origin on their websites in any prominent position. So you can't tell you're buying a product, you can't tell whether it's made in America or made in the United Kingdom or made in Europe or made in Australia or made in China. You can't tell. You can't make that choice when you buy things off Amazon. So I think we should make a little protest until Amazon starts to behave like a civilized organization and put countries of origin on its produce so that we can make our own choices. I think we should make a little boycott of Amazon for book purchases. It's difficult to boycott Amazon for everything. But for book purchases, for buying books, we can do it. It's not difficult at all. There are major alternatives to Amazon. And let me mention a few. And I suggest that if you care about the China issue, you start now. Now, there is bookshop.org, which is a blooming good organization, as far as I can tell. You should support your local bookshop anyway. Bookshop.org is active in the U.S. and U.K., a good platform. Biblio.com is good for rare, special, and used books. It seems to be active worldwide, from Australia, Canada, everywhere. For Francophiles, FNAC.com for French books, French language. FNAC.com seems to be a good site. Worldwide, BookDepository.com is another good thing. Australia, BoomerangBooks.com. There are platforms available to you. There, there are a number of them. So I would suggest that you think about using them as an alternative to Amazon until such time as Amazon cleans up its act and enables us to tell where produce is produced by putting country of origin 
on its on its website for various things to its sales. A boycott of books from Amazon would be a uh, well, it's, it's something you can do. It's not difficult. There are excellent other platforms, and we could do that just as our own little China protest by the back door. Because I think uh, if that if that gathered pace, then Amazon would soon start putting country of origin on its on its platforms. There are other big question marks to be answered with regard to big international companies. I'll leave you to do your own research there. I'm, but there are international companies that appear to be operating with slave labor from the prison camps, and they are major companies. And I think you need to, to do your own bit of research about that and, and think about it carefully. Easy to research on the Internet. We all need to vote with our feet. We actually need to do something because our governments are too pathetic. We all need personally to declare war on China until such time as China closes its concentration camps. 2020, 75 years after the Holocaust, we are seeing for the first time on any major scale concentration camps again. This is obscene. Okay, thank you.